Yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, it is. It is New Testament Friday. Friday. Chewbacca yells it out. We are good to go. We hope you are starting your weekend off. Uh, sorry you didn't uh, have an episode yesterday. I did it this morning. You should have it out there now. <clears throat> Old Testament, uh, Friday's edition of Old Testament Thursday. Um, we are on our second episode of the day. This is New Testament Friday, episode 82. Uh, actually, total total episodes, 84, without our bonus and introduction episode. Uh, <clears throat> but this is episode 82, and we'll be reading from the book of Luke 22 and 23. Got some interesting stuff today. We are brought to you by Barky's RV Rental. That's right. Anywhere in the Flagler County area, you can uh, go outside of Flagler County, too. We go to up to 100 miles away. We'll deliver that trailer for you, set it all up, show you uh, all the amenities, uh, leave you to have a blast on your vacation, and then you just drive away. Because we'll come, pack it all up, and tow it away. So all you need to bring is your family and the fun. That's right. Okay, let's get into uh, New Testament Friday. We have, uh, I am not drinking a, any more coffee today. I had my pumpkin spice, Pete's pumpkin spice this morning, uh, which you heard on the previous podcast. I'm drinking A&W root beer. But I am using Jeff's stack of stuff cup. It was a gift from... Jessica, thank you, Jessica. Love using my Jeff's stack of stuff cup, and um, because we do have some stuff today, uh, so as we get into this chapter, we can. Uh... Let's get ready to rumble. That's right. We are getting ready to get into Luke chapters twenty-two and twenty-three, and there's some repeating of stuff here, but there's something very unique. And uh, often questioned, and that's why, uh, that's why we do this, because we love to talk about this stuff. Because if something is odd and strange and unusual in the Bible, that means it's important. That means it's interesting. That means that we're going to dive into it. We don't skip over Scripture. We dive into it all. Some of it's right there at face value. Some of it says what it says, and other things you got to do a little digging. So uh, we, uh, we we have one of those today. So uh, just as we walk through the scripture, it says the plot to kill Jesus. We talked about that last week in the book of Mark. Same thing, the same coverage of that. One unique thing as Judas is betraying Jesus, one unique thing here in um in Luke, which uh, I don't know if it's in one of the other Gospels or not, but it is definitely here. It was not in, in Mark last week. Then Satan entered into Judas Iscariot, uh, Judas called Iscariot, who was of the number of the twelve. Entered, Isakamo, Kome, Isakome, and uh, he entered him. And this entry word from Greek is just like entering a house. It's just, he just walked in. And so the Satan, then the Satan, and it has the uh, article in the Greek, then the Satan entered into Judas called Iscariot. The Satan entered in, he just walked right in. 
and influenced him. He was numbered in the 12. So here's the thing. Here, here's here's what you got to kind of take from that. And as someone who disciples and walks with people and and then you see people wander off and go astray and do things that just shock you because you don't know why they're doing it. This is these are the things we talked about. Judas had the best teacher, mentor, authority on everything. And he still walked away because you the enemy doesn't come in and influence you unless you let that happen. You, 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 um, and yes, it was part of the plan. Yes, but Judas was already, already wired for that. I uh, walked with Jesus for all that time and still betrayed him. Um, so then we go into the Passover, which we talked about before. Then came the day of unleavened bread. That's uh, 22 verse 7. Um, which the Passover lamb was to be sacrificed. And Jesus um, sent them to go get the place for them to do the Passover. And then uh, Institute of the Lord's Supper, it's again reclining at the table. Some interesting things. We talked about one of these things. He says, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. So that was in the last, uh, in Mark, when we talked about that. And then he says, uh, this cup, uh, that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Okay, he's come away from what was normal in the Passover, and he's doing something different. And uh, I've heard Jews uh, talk specifically about this, and they say, well, Jesus uh, couldn't be the Messiah because he veered away from the Passover. Uh, he didn't do the Passover right. Well, no kidding, he didn't do the Passover right. Your answer to that, if you ever get into a friendly conversation with someone who is Jewish, your answer to that is very simple, because he was starting something new. So, of course, he didn't do the Passover the same way. The Passover is uh, is an old covenant, is part of the old covenant. He's starting something new. This is the new covenant. And so he's going to alter it. He's going to adjust it. He's going to give it a nuance. A brand new nuance. So, uh, so that's what he did. He, it's a covenant in his blood, not in the lamb's blood. So symbolically, use the wine, and uh, says he's not going to drink again until he's in the kingdom. So, uh, and uh, then it keeps going. Uh, so who's the greatest? They get in this debate about the greatest, and and this is talking about serving. Uh, Jesus asks a question, for who is greater, one who reclines at the table or one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at the table? But I am among you as the one who serves. And so Jesus is telling you that, you know, uh, servant leaders are the best leaders. The one who wants to uh, take you on a journey doesn't just want to tell you stuff. They want to take you on a journey. That's what this podcast is all about we want to take you on a journey i don't want to just tell you these things i want i'm hopefully you're walking with us in this journey because uh, going through scripture is a journey just like jesus walked with them they wrote it all down afterwards because they were on a journey we're on a journey i hope you're enjoying the journey and uh we're gonna keep doing this because we love it um uh let me see i underlined this uh you Oh, this is this a little little interesting thing here. Uh, twenty eight, verse starting at verse twenty eight of chapter twenty two. You are those who have stayed with me in my trials, and I assign to you, as my Father assigned to me, a kingdom, 
that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. So he's telling these apostles that you're going to judge the twelve tribes of Israel. That's in the kingdom of God. That's what's coming for them. Um, and and, and uh, similarly, they went out to bring the gospel to the twelve tribes of Israel. That was their assignment. That's what that after the resurrection, after after the um, after uh, Jesus um, uh, ascension, and they went and brought the gospel to the twelve tribes. There was New Testament apostles like Paul and Barnabas and Timothy and Luke, all New Testament apostles that went out to the church to the Gentiles. So um, then we go through the Peter, uh, him telling Peter that he was gonna uh, he was going to um, he was going to uh, deny him before the before the rooster crowed three times. Yep, that rooster exactly. And um, uh, and so then we come to this interesting portion of scripture that lots of people avoid. Stay away from it. Uh, they don't want to touch it. It it's uh, controversial. Controversial. Isn't Jesus all about the controversial? So I'm going to read it, 35 through 38, and then we'll talk about it. And he said to them. When I sent you out with no money bag, no money bag or knapsack or sandals, did you lack anything? And they said, nothing. And he said to them, but now let the one who has a money bag take it. And likewise, a knapsack. And let the one who has no sword sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you that this scripture must be fulfilled in me. And he was numbered with the transgressors. This is, he's quoting from the Old Testament. He was numbered from the transgressors for what is written about me has its fulfillment. And they said, look, Lord, here are two swords. And he said to them, it is enough. Okay, some controversial. Tell, uh, first of all, uh, he talked about when he sent them out uh, to, to, to share the gospel, say the kingdom of God was at hand. And, and he said, don't bring anything. And, he's, and, uh, and he said, uh, they provided everything. But he said, this is going to be different. I'm not going to be here. He said, you're going to have to use some common sense and you're going to have to plan ahead, bring your money bag, take your knapsack, plan ahead, make sure you have what you need and you have something to protect yourself with because things are going to change. And so lots of people look at this and say, well, this is really controversial and saying two swords is enough. So everybody should have in our culture, in our day and age, you should have two weapons of defense. That's not what that's saying. He said, I'm done talking. That's what that the Greek words in that. The conversation's over. It is enough. We've said enough about this. He just wanted to say what he wanted to say, and he didn't want to add to it. He didn't want to keep going. He didn't want to... He, didn't, he just says, you, you need wisdom for this, okay? And this is where um, I found a great article that really just kind of pours the same thoughts that I have in the same thing. And uh, it's it's in uh, Jeff's stack of stuff. You can find the link to the article. And it talks about, I got it right here. So um, uh, there's lots of passages in the scripture that, that makes you think that Jesus says to be a pacifist. And, 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 and really what he's saying is uh, self-defense is really should be your last measure. It's your last uh, measure. Even in the Old Testament, um, there's this proper ways to defend yourself. Exodus 22 
for example, says that if a thief breaks into your house at night and you you struck you strike him and it's a fatal blow, you you don't blame for that. There's no guilt for that, uh, and he dies. There's no guilt for that. But if it happens in the daylight, and you and you you hit him, you strike a, a lethal blow, then you're gonna be you're gonna be held accountable for that bloodshed. So what? Why? Why the difference daylight? Because you can see what's happening. You you are not woken from a dead sleep. You are not just blindly defending yourself you also can identify the person you can look right at them and see them and you can go to the authorities and say this person came in and robbed my house that's different this is a thief he's not a killer he's not a murderer he's a thief but this is this is different uh, the two cases are different in that there's other options there's other options besides um just killing someone and that is the message to take here he's saying common sense planning and protecting um we don't want to say that it's okay to go around killing people uh, but but to protect yourself and your family against major harm or even death god jesus is clearly saying there's coming a time when that's necessary but if you have any other option take that option and just even right after that uh peter you're going to see we go to the next page and the betrayal and his arrest this is the account where peter uh comes uh they come to take jesus and peter takes his sword out because jesus just finished talking about having a sword it's already in his mind and he strikes one of the servants of the high priest and cuts his ear off and jesus says no 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 we don't, we don't do this and he touches his ear and he heals him and and i'm sure peter was was confused but what Jesus is saying is not every instance is violence. We want to use wisdom, and that's where Jesus calls us to wisdom. A la uh, violence, a last resort for lethal force. Always, always, always. Last resort. Is it okay to have weapons to protect yourself? Yes. Is it okay to, to plan for trips and for uh, uh, future events and plan for expenses and absolutely that's very biblical other places about planning not a problem at all it says but it never says that we are supposed to uh be looking to kill this all takes great wisdom and that wisdom comes from heaven so we want to make sure that we talk about that really good article in uh, gotquestions.org and uh, really puts it together well. I loved how they processed it. I, exactly my own thoughts and uh, just really confirmed how I've parsed through that myself. So then Peter denies Jesus and uh, we know the, you know, the rooster uh, and um, then Jesus is mocked and he stands before the council. That brings us to 23 where he stands before Pilate. Now there's a couple of things go on here <clears throat> that he says, I find no guilt in this man. And uh, then again, that's recorded down and again in uh, 14. And after an examining him before, before you, behold, I did not find this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither did Herod, for he sent him back to us. Look, nothing deserving death has been done by him i will therefore punish and release him so uh i know some people don't like when i say this but the truth is that every lamb that came to be sacrificed uh, for all the passovers for hundreds and thousands of years all got examined 
for fault. Uh, the priests were there examining, and uh, and 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 in Jewish law always requires wit two witnesses. So I'm assuming that this is the same thing going on. There's no priest to examine Jesus because they don't even know that he's he's uh, Messiah, or they're not uh, confirming it. So he needs to be found faultless before he enters to be the sacrificial lamb, because that's the process that's set up all the way from the Old Testament. So they get this examination. So no one's there to examine him. He does, he goes into to the to the to the. Uh, to the temple, turns the tables over because there's there's no one worthy there. There's no one. There's no righteous person. So he has to go to the Gentiles to. Well, Herod's not. And Pilate and Herod, and 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 he gets two witnesses to say he's faultless, and that and that that's confirmed here. I did not find fault with this. With I did not find this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither did Herod. So a double uh, confirmation. That Jesus was faultless, the faultless Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So then we talked about the Barabbas here, Bar Abba, the the uh, son of the Father. So you, you want to release this son of the Father, or you want to release the son of the Father? And they picked Barabbas, that son of the Father. So uh, lots of symbolism in there, in all that takes place, in that Jesus took the penalty, and Barabbas was let free. So the son of the Father, the son of God is sacrificed for the sons of God, for us, for his children. So uh, the symbolism is uh, just, it sells itself. So it's, it's, I don't have to go into that a whole lot, is when you understand what Barabbas means. Um, and indeed, uh, let's see, we come down to uh, uh, the criminals um, and... Uh, and the, the one pleads, that's different in this passage then the last one we had questions why wasn't it there so <clears throat> starting at 39 of chapter 22 one of the criminals who were hanged railed at, railed at him saying are you not the christ save yourself and us but the other rebuked him saying do not do you not fear god since you are under the same sentence of condemnation and we indeed justly for what we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he, Jesus, said to him, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. So um, a lot of people parse this Greek sentence out differently. Um, they because there's no commas in the English, you see commas there, but in Greek there are no commas. So um, the uh, and so when it says truly, comma, I say to you, comma, today you will be with me in paradise. Um, it really says truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. That's how the Greek forms out. There's no punctuation, so you kind of uh, have to put your own. Um, interpretation of this sentence so it could conceivably say truly i say to you today you will be in with me in paradise or it could say truly i say to you today you will be with me in paradise so the today is can be put with the previous statement i say to you today or it can be put with the former statement today you will be with me in paradise 
but it doesn't necessarily mean uh, either one. But uh, it's 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 today that the Greek word is simeron, uh, uh, and it means this very day. So today I say, so truly I say to you this very day, you will be in paradise. Or truly I say to you, this very day you will be with me in paradise. I think the comma is placed well. I think it's this very day goes with because it's 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 an emphatic. Because uh, uh, I say to you today, though I say to you, this very day you will be with me in paradise. I think Jesus is telling him that this is an instantaneous thing. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna be with me in paradise today. So um, I believe that's what that is. It seems to uh, fall out that way, but um, Jesus will let us know when we get there uh, on that one. <clears throat> so then, uh, then as he as the sixth hour comes, the darkness comes over the whole land, and the curtain of the temple is torn in two, and what that rent from the top to the bottom. And so, what that means is is that the the entrance to the holy of holies is now accessible. Jesus has made it accessible for us to access the holy place, and that's that's with us in prayer. We can enter right into. The holy place and do you think about prayer that way when you pray that you're entering into the holy place that might change a little bit of how you approach your time of prayer and how you lay things at jesus feet you're entering into the holy place um and jesus burial he says now there is a man named joseph who was Jewish town of Arimathea, and he was a member of the council. So he's part of the ruling council there. The, and uh, just another um, point of view that Middle Eastern leadership, particularly church leadership and governmental leadership, all functioned with a council. And uh, we see that throughout uh, the creation and Jesus uh, um, functioning with a council. Uh, theirs is the divine council. This is a human council. But but where did that come from? That came from uh, people understanding right from from uh, Adam and Eve and into uh, as they interacted with the divine council. They understood how things are set up. Um, and now the last part of this, the end of twenty three. Uh, verse 54, it was the day of preparation and Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointment. On the Sabbath day they rested according to the commandment. So there's a Sabbath going on there. There's an unusual Sabbath going on there. And we're going to I told you we're going to have a special episode, a special bonus episode about the Passion Week once we put all of these uh, gospel accounts together and we can piece the Passion Week together uh, using verses from both the Old and New Testament and we'll have a bonus episode on that. So I'm glad you've joined us today. That is all we have for New Testament Friday. So glad you joined us. Tell your friends about us. We're still being seen, heard in seven countries. And now we are on both Spotify and Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast is audio. Spotify is video and audio. So um, <coughs> you pick your choice of what you want to use. And uh, uh, 
save it and uh, mark it as a, you're following the podcast. That really helps us out when we get more followers on the podcast. So um, we invite you to do that. So uh, yes, it's Friday. So we will see you next week. We love you, man. Go to church this weekend. Go hang out with God's people. Get a message. Get some worship. <laughs>